Hey, this is Blake Betzel from Saul, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And today we are scratching the itch to go back in time. We've mentioned before on a handful of episodes how there's just too much music to keep up with. And we try our best to keep up with it by doing roundups now and then, usually for a few albums that uh, came out in the past quarter. Occasionally we'll do a flavor of the week and just really spotlight a specific album. But even then, there's so much that some just slips through. And once in a while, it just hits us, hey, we should go back and talk about that one. And that's the case with today's focus. Well, and the other thing is, too, is that I'm not made of money. And I usually buy these albums for myself to listen to. So I have to sparingly spread them out. You know, I can't afford to buy all these good albums at once uh, when they come out. So, yeah, this is kind of that situation that like it was one of those situations where I I had it on my list to investigate and to look into. But, yeah, like you said, there's just so much music. I didn't get around to it for two to three months, if not longer. Yeah, I was going to say this one. Today's album, you know it if you click this because it's in the title, but is by the band Bad Omens, and it's called The Death of Peace of Mind. We're going to do a flavor of the week for it here. This album came out in February, and so we've just been sitting on it for (laughs) six months now, (laughs) but that doesn't make it any less worth talking about and worth listening to. So that's what we're going to do. You know what else is uh, neglectful and... uh... (laughs) Something that we sit on way too long before remembering to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's uh that's show reviews. Oh yeah. <laughs> we get those once in a in a long while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the ones that we do get we want to focus on and we got a fantastic review that we wanted to not only repeat but just kind of give a shout out to and just yeah, I do want to read it because when I read this to my wife, we were both laughing hysterically. So this one's from our Twitter friend Heavy Metal Heather who has been doing a great job not just with this review but she's been super interactive and like sharing stuff and like making little audiograms of our things to to comment on i'm like you are you are uh, the social media intern that i wish we could afford yeah yeah (laughs) right yeah she's a huge desrox fan one of the filthy animals and then she's listened to quite a few of our episodes as we will read in the review yeah yeah i'm excited to see what bands that we we introduce her to and who else she becomes a big fan of. Right. And that's one thing that I absolutely love about interviewing up and coming artists is that you usually have those diehard fans that just know a lot about that person because they have followed them since the inception. But then like we get those fans and then they you know start discovering other bands through us. And it's yeah, it's just awesome because like that's that's the whole reason why we do this. Like I love being able to introduce people to stuff. I love being able to introduce people to music. Yes, sir. So what did Heather have to say? She gave us a five-star review, and it said, much better than Poison Ivy. I'm assuming that is referring to our name, The Itch. I, I only <laughs> just got that right now. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why she's talking about Poison Ivy, but I do agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody wants to have that rash. That shit is awful. Uh, so... As a hardcore does rocks filthy animal, she says, I discovered the itch rock podcast when they included his debut album, a real good person in a real bad place in their episode 83 through 85, 2021 itch awards and later interviewed him on episode 110. 
the interview was one of the most insightful, entertaining I've heard. So I checked out some of their other episodes and I've definitely developed an itch for this podcast. Sorry. Like these guys, I love dad jokes. Yeah. So not only do they really know their stuff, but they also clearly have great chemistry, which makes the show a lot of fun. Episode had me in st- itches yesterday <laughs> laughing hysterically because they were laughing hysterically, even though I didn't really know what they were even talking about and laughing hysterically about. And when I checked out episode 69, 44 days in 1991 with Russ from Infectious Groove, I found myself repeatedly agreeing out loud. Yes. With their thoughts on undeniably remarkable period in music history. I'm looking forward to exploring more episodes, learning about bands and music that I don't know yet. Well done, Casey, Aaron, and Dan. So thank you very much for that. It is a, a really awesome uh, review for our podcast, and we are definitely eternally grateful for that. <laughs> yes, thank you, Heather. We hope to have you in Stitches more often for yeah, reasons unknown. It's sti- itches. itches. It's, yeah, because <laughs> we're, we're the itch. <laughs> Somehow I'm going to work that into the copy elsewhere on our website. <laughs> I mean, she, using said, that. she said she loved the dad puns, and I'm thinking she's already topped KC so far. So. I was going to say, she's, she's, got like, she's got like three in the review. Yeah. <laughs> That's like three more than you've had this week, man. Uh, I know. <laughs> he's on a streak, though. We keep talking about his uh, seeing people live streak, but he's also on a, a bad joke streak. A, so a bad we'll see joke what he streak. Can- yeah, we'll see if we can get uh, get one in on this episode. I think the gauntlet has been laid out. Or whatever. yeah, I don't, I don't remember if I I don't remember if I had one in the the previous episode with Cam Cole. Maybe let's maybe pretend did. you did. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the streak might have been broken, but that's all right. It'll continue. Start a new one. There you go. <laughs> you know, I truly appreciate the comment about chemistry because I will say that that is something that we absolutely love that we have because we've been doing this for 18 years together and we all have an extreme love for music and and uh, sharing that music as well so it just kind of comes naturally to the three of us yeah we've been we've gone on record and explained kind of how this podcast got started before and how like you know we did the radio show we got i'd been wanting to do a podcast for a long long time (laughs) and to be honest i could have done something i have a ton of ideas of stuff i could like do on my own but ultimately i was like i really want to start one with these guys because i'm like this would be the most natural way to get something that has instant you know instant camaraderie and chemistry and wouldn't be awkward or at least you know overly awkward it's still Uh, awkward you guys just edit the awkwardness out yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but point being like like i was like i need my first like foray into podcasting to be with the itch because that's where i'm comfortable and clearly it works well and it seemed i I like when people see that same thing when they listen to us well that and i think after two and a half years of doing this podcast we're just now hitting our stride i I think that we've kind of really fallen into a groove of of how we want to do things and we understand uh, what we're looking to do and, and we've kind of found our niche. And I, I think that um, people appreciate what we've done so far. And, and I truly appreciate when the artists appreciate what we've done so far. Um, Cam Cole is a great example of that. He was very gracious for our interview and for our review of his concert. He shared it on his, his post. He made comments. Like it was just, it was very, it meant a lot. It was very uh, humbling to see somebody just not only take to what you're doing, but to, you know, um, uh, I just, you know, to, to, I guess, accept what you're doing and then try to promote it as well. So, well, and then to listen to it, too. So uh, whether it's yeah. Cam or Marcus or whoever, we appreciate it a lot. 
Yeah, because they made mention about our shirts. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We made mention, if you hear the last episode, <laughs> yeah, we made mention that uh, they need to have shirts on that next tour. And he said, yeah, don't worry, we will, because it'll be a bigger van and we'll have some double XLs for you guys. <laughs> we'll have massive shirts. <laughs> massive shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so, still won't fit me, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, we, they, they can do it. Man. <laughs> I want to go on record as, as saying, you know, keep listening to the itch because somewhere down the line, I think we're going to need to have Cam and Marcus on together and get some behind the scenes on how in the world you book a tour from across an ocean right. uh, and make all that happen with functionally just a team of two. And not just that, but release the music and mix it and record it and everything else. They're a tandem that, that gets a lot done. And so yeah. I want to hear more about it. Uh, so shout out to those guys for sure. Yep. Ooh, that was fun. Yes. <laughs> now on to the topic of the hour. <laughs> this week's flavor of the week, the newest album from Bad Omens called "The Death of Peace of Mind." As Aaron pointed out, it did come out in February. We're just now talking about it because there's there's just been lots of music, and I I will say I have just now started leaning into my love for pop metal, and this <laughs> is totally pop metal actually there's a couple songs i wouldn't even say are rock there's like on this album. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the further i got into this album the more i was like i get why dan wants to talk about this this is <laughs> it, it's in your realm now so <laughs> it's a very very unique album i'll give them that so one thing i did want to start off by saying is that they just the lead singer just uh, released an interview in an article and where he pretty much said that he hopes that this album is the introduction for people into their band Bad Omens. And the reason why he said that was because he truly feels that he's hitting his stride or understanding his voice a lot more. And because of that, he feels that this is the direction that the band is going to go. So if this is your only um, kind of introduction or only chance that you've heard Bad Omens, to give you an idea of what they used to sound like, there's a song on this album called Artificial Suicide. And that's pretty much what they sounded like. Like it's the previous sound. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was just yeah, very, yeah. very heavy screaming. <gasps> like that's yeah. <laughs> artificial suicide is is that like which I really wanted to play that for Flavor of the Week on the radio show, but there is a lot of motherfuckers in that song, so I, I couldn't, yeah. Uh, so it's I, I, I couldn't even it, bring myself to edit it. And it, it's it's not even that, but it's it's layered in multiple vocal tracks, and so. It's just, a chorus. Just, just yes. cutting it doesn't work. And then also there's a couple of times where a, a, an important beat is yeah. in the middle of the motherfucker. So then it sounds really weird when you cut it. So it's almost not even worth it at that point. Well, and he uses it to like to rhyme with the chorus. To rhyme. Like, <laughs> like you take it out. You just fuck the whole chorus up. So I, I, <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to editing that song. <laughs> <laughs> For context, uh, Bad Omens, they've only been around for a handful of years. They've been uh, 2015 was when they formed. This is their third album. Their first one came out in 2016. It was self-titled. They released an album in 2019 called Finding God Before God Finds Me. And they also have a live album under their belts, which is a cool thing to do, I guess. And here we are now with this one. He says he wants it to be there, like you said, their uh, introduction to a lot of people. What was interesting, I read that article that you sent us about that. He mentions how uh, they, if you look at like Spotify, like their number one most played song on Spotify, he's like, we don't even play that live anymore. Nope. Because, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, and I looked it up to verify on Setlist. They haven't played that song. It's called The Worst in Me. It's from their first album. They haven't played that song in a year. And wow. all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now like almost all of their top songs 
uh, in terms of plays are from uh, the death of peace of mind, this new album. Well, and I mean, looking at how many songs they've released from this album, uh, th- there's a ton. Jeez, I didn't realize that they had released seven songs so far. Out of the 15, seven, yeah. technically 14 tracks, because the, the one is an intro track, more or less. Sometime I think we just need to like do some research and have a discussion on the way that releasing singles is different now than it was 20 yeah. years ago. Right. But that is weird that, yeah, like literally half of the album has been released as a single in some form or another yeah i mean i i know that they started releasing songs back um in in 2021 yeah it's it's crazy because they were still releasing songs from their previous album (laughs) (laughs) double dipping (laughs) pretty much like in the same year they're like all right we got old stuff coming out new stuff coming out (laughs) sometimes you gotta (laughs) new old stuff coming out I love the way that this album starts off. Concrete Jungle, I think, is is a really great starter track. And and I, I we always talk about organization of tracks. And I think that's one thing that works to this album's benefit is that it's organized very well. Like right on times you kind of get lulled into some because there's some especially towards the end, there's like a grouping of songs that are almost like R&B songs. Yeah. But they still throw in some songs in there like that that would um, that kind of throw the monotony off. In, in a sense, in my opinion. Right. I mean. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying there. I, I feel like they could have cut a handful of tracks and left them off and been okay, but that's all right. <laughs> you know, I agree with that, but it's funny because like one, some of the songs that I would have probably left off, they released as singles. So I just, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's 15 tracks, so uh, it's it's a it's a full album. It's most of an hour long. Yeah. So like their first couple albums, they definitely fell into that, like what they call metalcore, which is a genre that we barely touch on. It's just it's not the itch's genre. These are guys who are, you know, spend a lot of time with like Veil of Maya and Asking Alexandria, earlier style of Asking Alexandria, not the more modern like radio rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like senses fail and that kind of thing, like bands that we are barely on our radar, to be honest, they just kind of been like slightly to the side of what we actually focus on. But with this album, they they still have some of that, but they definitely transitioned into something different. Yeah, I would say, I mean, because like even Artificial Suicide, which is, I think, the heaviest song on the album where he screams majority of the time, like it's Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's still there's still something that like I wouldn't say is over the top metal about that song, like. I do think that you can tell that they are at least a, a metalcore banner were because you, you know, he screams like concrete jungle. There's parts where he just like really gets into it. Um, but yeah, it's, I like the melody that he, he has developed with, with this album. I know Casey mentioned that uh, before we started recording that he wanted to do a band blender for this. And I think we should get into that quickly because most yeah. of what I want to say involves <laughs> comparing them to people. Right. And so that would spoil the blender. So I think we should just do that. And then everything's fair game after that. <laughs> All right. So All right. what were you thinking of some, some, some band comparisons that you could blend together to get bad omens? Right. And, and more, more so specifically for this particular album. Yes. Not, not yeah, their okay. entire discography, but, but that just for this particular album. Uh, bands that, that I kind of thought that they sounded like, if you, if you kind of, like we said, just throw them all together and see what you got. I'm going to throw in Varsity. Architects, yep. yes. Parkway okay. Drive, Bastille, 
Bastille. Ooh, out of left <laughs> field. Not I bad, though. That. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> and nothing more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So any any of any other uh I mean there's there's another big one uh bring me bring me the horizon that a lot of, I think a lot of people would compare them to but I wanted to kind of go a little bit different as far as style wise. I think you did a good really good job right there. I would say bring me the horizon but in the same way that bring me the horizon sound has changed over their albums they're right. kind of doing the same thing. And so it's for, you're even asking Alexandria like we just mentioned like Maybe not quite, but it's a little bit in there, right? But the Bastille one, it it, it was hard to place his his uh, vocal style, <laughs> and that was the closest thing that I could come up with. So I got one for that, but go ahead. Talking about his vocal style, um, funny thing when I first heard, I think it was like a villain. It was the first song I've ever heard by this band. I honestly thought they had two lead singers. I thought they were like Lacuna Coil and had a female <laughs> singer and a male singer. And then like, as I, you know, as the more, I, more I listened to the song, I was like, okay, that's gotta be just one singer. And so then I was talking about that with, with Hannah, like my initial impression of this band and Hannah's my wife, if anybody's curious. And she basically just stated her distaste for his singing. Um, and, <laughs> How that's one reason why she does not like the band at all because she does not like his <laughs> voice, and so I was like, "Well, you're gonna have to be subjected to them when we go to Shiprock." And she's like, "Oh no, I'll just be at the bar." Or some <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll be in the like, room. What? I was like, "What? You're gonna leave me during Shiprock?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to see this band." I'm like, "What the hell? <laughs> Fuck you! I'm gonna see them by myself." Then <laughs> she's gonna be in the other room with the other artist that's playing at that time. <laughs> she go see the other band. Hopefully, it's some fucking like hard metal, heavy, like heavy, heavy metal band. She doesn't have a voice. No yes. matter where she turns, she's trapped by band. She doesn't want to see. Exactly. <laughs> You're fucking uh, awesome. That's, that's mean. <laughs> I mean, it's a giant boat. If you don't want to hear a band, I'm sure that you can find a way to get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to know, uh, finishing the blender thing. So he mentions in that article that Dan sent the interview, he feels more confident in his voice now with his new producer. And he realized that in his, the previous albums, he was basically trying too hard, like to, to put some extra strain and emotion into his voice. There's, there's a lot of songs in this. There's some where he screams and stuff, but there's a lot of songs in this where his vocals are just really smooth and like relaxed and subtle, like like low key. He's just singing, and whether you know your mileage may vary if you're Hannah, but like, (laughs) but like it's it's just kind of a like a natural, like soothing, like somewhat pretty voice with some of these like industrial sounds behind it, especially as you get deep into it. I would compare him to a band called Health. I don't know if we've ever talked about them very much, but if you listen to it, you'll see what I'm talking about. And even then I would go deeper into like a bands that influence them. Those like industrial or like electronic bands. Give me a little bit of Depeche Mode somewhere and some Nine Inch Nails a little bit. Yep. Yeah. That's Star Set was one that came to mind. That's um, a good one. That's a good one. It's a big yeah. blender. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, right. they're, they have a lot of unique sounds. I mean, there's not really something that kind of sounds like them right now. And I, I think that's kind of the point or at least their direction why they wanted to go. Cause you got nowadays with all these bands that are coming out, you gotta be unique. You gotta be, you gotta stand out. And I think that yeah. th- this sound while he, I still think he's also discovering his voice as he kind of talked about. And so I think as he continues to discover himself, he, he's going to be, you know, I think he truly will be one of the, the, you know, 
most renowned rock voices coming up like a you know eventually could be a david draymond type of voice in the rock industry i did want to reference one quick thing that i kind of picked up on listening through this album so specifically with the first six tracks it was kind of funny to me because he sings he sounds great it's melodic and then like with a third of the way to go to the song he's like all right now i'm gonna switch to my parkway drive voice (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna throw in one f-bomb for no reason (laughs) both of those things happen like four times within the first six tracks it's like i'm singing pretty i'm singing pretty (laughs) fuck fuck So that was just an observation that I thought was humorous, but I, I do enjoy most of the tracks on this album. Okay. And it's funny you say that. Cause like, I, I do agree. Like you really kind of get into groove with the first like six songs that get really heavy. They kind of have the same formula, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you get to bad decisions and like, I was, I'm not going to lie. Like when I was listening, I was like, is this the same fucking album? Like what happened? Like, just, yeah. what, is, what am I listening to? <laughs> it's r&b man this is not (laughs) yeah i appreciate the song for what it is because there's there's like three songs on here that are just really off the mark in the sense that they're not they're not this genre but like bad decisions who are you and somebody else yep um and yeah they're i mean they're, they're they're good songs in their own right I don't know. I don't think, like you said, I think, I don't think that all three of them necessarily needed to be included. I think, which is, I think, who are you probably could have just been left off personally, but um, yeah, you know, I, I think that bad decisions is probably my favorite of the three. Yeah. But like, it was just really weird that for one, they're like really packed within five tracks of each other. There's three out of five where it's just really kind of soft and melodic, but you have, and then it's funny because, the other two songs are just pretend in the gray, which are some of their best songs. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you come out and then you come out of those with, with I don't want the money, which is probably one of my favorite tracks on this whole I fucking do. album. I do love, <laughs> I don't want the money. <laughs> I'm with you guys. I'm kind of glad that we're all at least to some degree on the same page on this that, cause I think I generally have the same idea that you guys did as listen, I'm like, this is, this is kind of cool. They've, they've got a cool sound. It feels like what happened is when they were in the studio recording and stuff, they, they're trying to diversify and make different sounds from what they had before. It sounds like they just took all of those attempts and we're like, we're going to slap them all on this album. And I think maybe it would have benefited them to spend a little more time in trimming a little bit and sequencing a little bit. To me, not only does it feel long, but it's like the songs that seem to not fit very well are like bunched together in places. And so it's like something needed to be a little different on like the sequencing or something like that. So all of these different experiments that they're trying would flow to me a little bit better, but like on a song by song basis, most of it's pretty cool stuff. So that's my critique and compliment in one, in one thing. Agreed. Yeah. That's more or less the exact thought that I had. Like we said earlier, I felt like they could have trimmed maybe two tracks off of this, but uh, like save them for the next album or something. But yeah, they do what a lot of bands do. Just just make a little EP and release it later on. <laughs> yeah, or just release one track after the fact, like Blacktop Mojo did. There you go. Yeah, or De- or Des. Yeah. yeah, there you go. The one thing I did want to mention is um, I am OCD as shit at these uh, song titles and track listings are <laughs> all over the fucking place. Another uh, one. It's, 
And it's it's so funny too because like Wikipedia, obviously they're as OCD as I am because they won't even list it like it's listed on the tracks. Like they'll list it normally, like like it's supposed to look, and then they and then they come back and they have like bullet points at the bottom. Tracks one, four, twelve, and fourteen are stylized in caps. Tracks ten, eleven, and thirteen are stylized in, in a sentence case. Bad decisions are stylized in all lowercase. And so then like I don't want the they won't even like style it yeah. on their website, <laughs> right? Like, fuck you! Like we're gonna put it normal. There's but, they're just everywhere, and I don't want the money is uh, just initials. It's I D W T dollar sign. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of the uh, Dead Poet Society album we did last year. It's the same thing. It's like some stuff is all caps, some stuff is like lowercase, some stuff has punctuation for some reason. Why does something else have a period at the end? Right. I was just getting ready to say, not just not just any punctuation, not just a question mark, but a period. Question mark's normal. A period is <laughs> abnormal. I, like, if I ever get a chance to talk to them, like, that's one of the questions I want to ask. Why? Because it, it just fucking messes with me, all right? Why? The OCD in me has to really point this out. Why the fuck? <laughs> like, what's the fucking idea? All right. What are you trying to prove here? It's, it's, I'm looking back at their previous albums. Question mark, actually. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking sign. back at, at the previous albums. First of all, the previous albums are uh, 10 to 12 songs, which I think this should have been, as yes. kind of noted. Second, they do their, uh, you know, their stylization normally. There's one song on their first album called Feral that is in all caps with the letters spaced out between them. But other than that, standard work here. They're really going out of their way to be different even in just how they wrote stuff out for this album yes for reasons that we'll find out one day when we talk to them <laughs> and then i know you also like talking about album covers i, I do want to mention this because it's it's like this anorexic <laughs> person that just like looks dead or something on a fucking <laughs> table or just, i don't know what the hell is going on with this picture <laughs> it is a weird picture it's funnier if you look their songs up on YouTube because there's a couple of them that just have the album cover, but it's like her breathing like ever so slightly and raising oh, wow. her head up, raising her head up just a little bit. It's really weird. <laughs> it it is. just goes she's back just, and forth and back and forth. <laughs> she's just sitting on this red table in the bent over, bent, just bent over their hair, super long hair, like all the way down to the floor. It's just it's something else. Um, and looks that's another question we should ask about looks kind of dead yeah we need to make that like even skinning like she's been dead for a while oh maybe (laughs) apparently not if she's breathing in the videos but in the the video could have just been like moving breathing yeah (laughs) just slightly And and then in one video one i forget what song it is in one song it's even creepier because there's like a person looking at a tv screen of a shot of the person on the bed hunched over so well now you gotta have something better to do with your life than to watch that video <laughs> not you but the person in the video <laughs> right i'm just gonna watch this mostly dead person slightly breathing for a while <laughs> come on man don't do that <laughs> what's the story we're going for here <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, to touch on what you mentioned earlier, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Spoiler, a lot of the things that we discover about bands just comes from Wikipedia. It's not that in-depth most of the time. But <laughs> one of the reviews says, and I think this review kind of kind of fits in with what we're not saying. True. We read other articles and stuff. We do now. We do. But this is Wikipedia for sure. And the next thing I'm going to talk about is also from Wikipedia. So <laughs> for further context, go there and you'll find our sources. Uh, 
But one of the one of the reviews says Bad Omens has created a phenomenal album that is fresh enough to stand out against the rest of their genre while still being familiar enough to be easily accessible, which I think is a pretty good description of what they did with the sound here. You're talking mm-hmm. about how you have to stand out, and I think they stand out just enough uh, to not be fully lumped in with a lot of soundalikes. Yeah, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them on Shiprocked. I know that they're out on tour right now with A Day to Remember and Beartooth, and I've heard fantastic things about that show. I probably won't be catching it when it comes through uh, just because of the unlimited, like there's just tons of shows that are coming through St. Louis in the next couple months, and I can only get a babysitter so many times. So, Right. You got to pick and choose. Yes. Just like with the albums. It's the same (laughs) Exactly. So speaking of tours, I wanted to tell a fun story that, again, found on Wikipedia. But Bad Omens in 2019 was scheduled to open up on a tour for the Amity Affliction and Senses Fail. Again, some bands that we don't really cover. For context, I think the Amity Affliction is where Bad Wolves got their new singer from, if I remember correctly. Anyway, there's something about them. Yeah, so they're going to be on this tour. And they dropped off. Bad Omens dropped off the lineup the day that the tour was announced. And Census Fail re- released a statement saying that the reason that Bad Omens dropped off was because they felt that their logo was too small on the promotional flyer. Mm. And, and so and I think Amity Affliction kind of jumped in and kind of said the same thing. So which sounds ridiculous and petty, if true. So Bad Omens releases a statement basically saying like, hey, that's not really what it was. We didn't really want it to go this route, but our name is being dragged through the mud. So we're going to we're letting you know the terms of our deal to be direct support on this head co-headline tour were negotiated prior to accepting and they were not honored. It's like our team politely and professionally asked to be honored before the tour was announced and they refused. So there were certain things that were supposed to be in place before they did this tour. And apparently they didn't happen. No idea what that was could include font size on a poster. Not sure. <laughs> well, apparently they released a t-shirt with the logo in a f- tiny font to parody the situation. <laughs> <laughs> the situation by releasing a black t-shirt that says bad omens in really tiny white font right in the middle of the chest. So they did clever. not have, they did not have a giant bowl of only red M&Ms. No. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> nope. But good on them for capitalizing on that situation for, for that t-shirt. Which, let me find out, it might still be available. Probably not. It is not. <laughs> oh. click, the, click the link. I mean, this is from 2019. Merch doesn't usually stick around that long. Yeah. But I'm sure you can track one down if you really wanted somewhere. So I thought that was pretty entertaining. No idea and really don't care what the truth is about the story. It led to a <laughs> funny t-shirt and that's what matters to me. <laughs> and, and all the bands involved seem to be fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The metal bands are off being metal bands and Bad Omens is off being Bad Omens now, apparently. Yep. (laughs) So what are we looking at for some itch-approved tracks from this album? Anybody got a particular favorite? I know mine. Well, one of the things that I did when we played them for five of the week is I start off with Concrete Jungle. I thought, like I said, I think that's just a great track to start with. It really kind of sums up the whole sound of the album in one track, to be honest, <laughs> like because there's yeah. there's the melodic parts there's screaming parts like that. That's like that, that. If you could sum up the holes. Yeah, that's that's what I would suggest would be that track for me. But my favorite track on the album to listen to, I think, honestly, is I think we kind of mentioned it is I don't want the money. Nice. And then the, yeah. the title track, The Death of Peace of Mind, would be my other one. Okay. Aaron, which, what do you got? I'm going to go with the song that is 
currently sitting in the number one spot on their Spotify list. It's not actually the number one most listened to. I don't know how they structure the order, though, because it's not technically in order. But it's a single from the album called Like a Villain. And I found that one to be like the most, the catchiest track on the album and probably my personal favorite. Well, it technically has an intro to it as well called What It Cost. Yes. Like it's, it is it is definitely like the intro to that song. It is, yeah. No, that, that's a really good one too. Um, I would also throw in The Gray. I, I like The Gray a lot. Yes. Yeah, the, I think we've all kind of covered my favorite singles. The only one we didn't touch upon was Just Pretend, I think is my other favorite single from them. Um, but yeah, it, it's honestly, yes, I do think that there are a little too many tracks. Like I, I would prefer like 12 or 13, but I don't think that there are very many bad tracks. No, I, I would agree with that statement for sure. Yeah, I would too. It's not it's not a matter of quality so much to me. It's just feels bloated overall. Mm-hmm. I also would have just not even had that intro track and just add, added that to like a villain, like add, add what it costs to like a villain and just call it that. <laughs> it could be like a you could make like a radio edit for the song that cuts that out or something. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I would have done is just reorganize the tracks from seven to eleven differently. Like maybe put them amongst the album a little bit more, um, because you have bad decisions like "Who Are You" and "Somebody Else," which are all kind of like soft R and B esque songs, <laughs> and having them right all in a together, row. Right. Yeah, it's just it, it, I think that if it was spread out to where maybe it was like every third of the album you know, you got 15 tracks, like every five songs, I don't think it would feel so as noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's like right in the middle. Like they come, don't get me wrong. They come back hard because it's it's like right after that, they hit you with, I don't want the money. And then you like, you got artificial suicide. And then the the last track on the album, miracle is a great song too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it feels like they just took a weird little detour in the middle of the, of the (laughs) album. And maybe they just needed to do something else with some of that or space it out differently. Here's a little thing that we kind of did in the Des Rocks concert review that I think is fun. It's just a little guessing game. I want to ask you guys one question quiz. What do you think is the most played live song from this album so far? I would probably say the title track, The Death of Peace of Mind. Well done. <laughs> you got it. I mean, 71 times so far. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's uh, basically basically every show that they've played this year. Yeah, I think every show they played this year and then a number of them from last year before the album came out. Yeah, it's I mean it's also probably become one of their biggest singles if not their biggest. You know, like a villain's coming up I think real close like of all their tracks that they've released as singles, those are by and far the ones that I hear the most on like Sirius and things like that. I think with them mentioning how they they've sort of started phasing out the old stuff pretty much. I think that if you go to like set list or whatever in a couple years from now, you'll see these tracks as the top ones. They just haven't had time to work their way up there yet. Yeah. The ones you just mentioned that is. Yep. Just a matter of time. It is. The only other thing that I was going to say is I'm curious to see where this album falls on our top 20 countdown. Cause Hmm. for right now it's probably going to make the list, but uh, we shall see. Yeah, it's I mean, it's tough because there's still a lot of stuff that's going to be released. I think we've already talked about a lot of stuff this year that is going to be competing. I I think this is definitely going to be on my list. I know that for sure. But 
um, because we all three have very different varying tastes of rock music. Um, right. and, and, and there's so much that's come out this year. It, it's going to be interesting to see where it does land or if it does land on, on the 20, can it make the top 20? Who knows? <laughs> can it survive? <laughs> I, I, you know, that's a good time to make a note of this. Something else that we neglect to do, which is a little bit of business time. Like there's some great albums just came out in the past couple of weeks. The dub war album, the first one in ages, which was the band that Benji Webb was part of before skin dread. And, and now again, while skin dread is also still working on stuff that'll probably come out this year. Yep. The Interrupters album came out last week. As of this recording, we've got a Hollywood Undead album coming out in a couple of days. Which Dan's very excited about. <laughs> I, I Prevail the week after that. Muse the week after that. Dirty Heads. The Who. The the Mongolian Who. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's what else tons of shit that's coming out in the next like month. Yeah. Parkway it's Drive. Uh, yes. Ozzy Osbourne. All right. Give me <laughs> chills. I got goosebumps. Eva Under Fire. Yes. Eva Under Fire, Slipknot. Man, it's loaded. There's a Bush album coming out, and I listened to the new Bush song, and that riff was pretty nice. Did yeah. you hear the new song? Man, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what's also coming out? The Retaliator soundtrack. Um, and I don't know if you've heard. Have you heard the the single to that song, the title track called Retaliators? It's featuring Motley Crue, The Who, <laughs> From Ashes to New. And Ice Nine Kills. It's pretty insane. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it's, it's got them all in there. It's, it's really interesting to hear. So that one's out now. I just got you out now for the next two months. But man, yes. this, there's a lot. You got Architects, Ultra Bridge, Boston Manor, Nothing More, a whole bunch more stuff in the fall. Like, it's going to be stacked. So I'm going to be honest, all of that to say this probably won't make my top 20 just by virtue of sheer competition. <laughs> but yeah. as of right yeah. now, as of right now, it maintains a decent chance. But there's so much that I haven't heard yet. <laughs> this is true. It's it's been a great couple of years for music, I, I rock music in general, um, and I, I'm just excited for it. And I'm glad that we're uh, in the forefront of it. To be honest, at least I feel oh, like yeah. we are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we try to be. I'm hoping we can get some uh, some this. I don't know if there's a spoiler or just wishful thinking or what, but I'm hoping we can get a couple of flavor of the weeks that are actually in advance of the uh, of the album release, so we can kind of. Give we're y'all trying. What to expect instead of uh, six months later. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. We'll see. There's a few I got my eye on that I'm gonna I'm gonna check in and see what we can do about. Yeah, and then uh, don't forget that we also have a radio show that we can play these songs on. So uh, obviously, this is uh, this week's Flavor of the Week is a little bit different situation where the, we debuted this for Flavor of the Week before we talked about it. But um, if we have an album advanced, then most likely we will be talking about it before we are able to play it. Mm-hmm. And so our, yeah. our radio show is Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, and you Central can time. listen to it. Yeah, Central Time. Good call. Thank you. Um, and you can listen to it on 891thewood.com streaming. Or it actually is streamed on like TuneIn Radio app as well. Yeah. Yeah, just look up 891 uh, KCLC and you'll find us somewhere. Yep. Yep. Hey, and if you listen, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yep. it's always interesting to uh, know that there's people listening online. Just being in radio, like you always are just aware of like the people listening in their cars, but you not you don't know how many people are possibly listening because they're driving, and you know you don't get like a signal back from them saying, "Hey, I'm listening." Uh, so right. It's kind of like with with online, so it's it's just fun like knowing 
that honestly we could have millions of people listening not that we ever will but we have thousands i should say <laughs> of people, yeah. hundreds <laughs> of people listening tens of people listening the uh, dozens and the, uh, the, the world. dozens <laughs> there are dozens of us <laughs> of twitter Actually, followers it went from joking. millions to tens <laughs> We're somewhere in between tens and millions. We don't know where. Well, we know it's just our moms and wives. <laughs> oh, that's a slim number. You're the only one with a wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so moms and wife. Moms, <laughs> moms and mother of children. Anyway. <laughs> Still got to come up with that mom acronym for, for oh, yeah. our, <laughs> our fans. Yeah. <laughs> the mom street team <laughs> we'll get there later <laughs> but for now we appreciate everybody that listens to, to anything that we put out and we've been having a great time the last few weeks interacting with people listening to various things from the cam episodes the desrox episodes even one of our friends who was going seemingly sequentially through our episodes and letting us know about them and that's pretty awesome and yeah, so yeah. thank you to everybody who does that Shout out to Natalie. Yeah. We appreciate you, Natalie. It's truly humbling because for 18 years of doing this, like it's literally just been our friends and moms listening. Like that's, it's not a joke. It's that's truly how it has been. It's, it's, it's well, more so that we didn't get, it wasn't interactive really with, with right. who, anybody who was listening. We only heard feedback from our friends and moms. True. <laughs> and so it's good to hear people outside of that circle now. Yeah, we had like a handful of fans, very dedicated fans um, for the radio show. But it, for the most part, like for years, it's just been, you know, a, a select few people that have continued to follow us. Way to sell us. <laughs> but now with hey, the no, podcast. Now yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, it's amazing. Like we have not, not only do we have the reach, but like the, the feedback has just been awesome. Hey, the, the fact that there's people that listen to us in the UK, Poland, and Mongolia, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's shout crazy. out to the Mongolians. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It's probably like one dude. I don't fucking care. It's like, you're the shit, man. Like, whoever, or, or woman, you're the shit, too. Yeah. For listening. We appreciate it. Right. We love it. So... Uh. Let us know what you think of this album. Let us know what you think, period. We appreciate any feedback. We appreciate everything you guys do for the show. So thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. I'm singing pretty. I'm singing pretty. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>